Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys and enjoy. Somebody and say, are you a misfit? Have you ever felt like you were a misfit? Um, Like you just didn't fit in, that you weren't accepted, that you didn't belong, um, that you were different than the people surrounding you. This is the classic movie called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Island of the Misfits. How many of you watched that? As a kid, I watched all of these type of animation movies when I was a kid. I couldn't wait for the season to come. And this one I always thought was a little odd. (laughs) Maybe because they are. (laughs) They're misfits, right? Something was very different about each of them. They didn't quite fit in. If you remember the story, there's a bird that doesn't fly. He swims like a fish. There's a boat that doesn't stay afloat. A plane that doesn't fly. A doll with a missing nose a spotted elephant, a train with square wheels, a water pistol that shoots jelly, a cowboy who rides an ostrich, a jack-in-the-box named Charlie, and Rudolph with his red nose. They didn't quite fit the bill of whatever it is that they were supposed to be. And I've been in places in my life where I felt like I didn't quite fit in. I felt like I was the misfit, and I didn't quite fit in the crowd that I was placed in. I wanted to run. Um, I wanted to, have you ever been in a spot where you're holding back the tears as you're gazing, and you're like, I don't want to be here. And you're fighting off all the thoughts of all the things that you think people possibly feel about you or are thinking about you. And if you see someone lean in to talk to someone, you automatically think it has to be about me because I'm the obvious misfit in the room. Uh, One time I was invited to a shower and I was new to the area and I didn't know who would be at this place, but I wanted to support the person that the shower was honoring. And due to circumstances out of my control, sometimes when you're a pastor, you uh, go through different things. I had to show up late to this event Um, And when I arrived, I quickly scanned the room for a a familiar face and a um, place where I could sit. And I made eye contact with some people that I knew. And I look next to them and all the seats are full. So I'm like, okay. Uh, My heart began to sink. And I honestly, at that time, was like, I just, I was late. I just shouldn't have came. I don't even want to be here. But I knew that once I walked in the room and my presence was seen, if I walked out, it would be really rude to leave. So I sat next to a stranger. And I thought, okay, I can do this. I'm going to make the best of this. Like, it's part of my job to talk to strangers. It's part of my job to be friendly. And so I'm going to sit here. I'm going to make the best of this. And so I tried to start making conversation with this woman. And she responded, like, with little one-liners. And then the rest of the time, she just ignored me. So I remember, you know, like, eating by myself. 
watching the people that I knew laughing and eating and having a good time with one another and me sitting there thinking, I am the misfit in the room. I am the odd man out, and I don't like it. Anybody ever been there? Am I the only one? (laughs) So finally, um, I got the opportunity to exit gracefully. You know, once you see one person leave, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to go too. So I got to exit gracefully, and um, I got in my car, and I cried all the way home because I felt like a misfit. Um, I felt like I didn't belong, and I felt so out of place. One thing I took away from that circumstance years ago, um, don't like anybody who's recently had a shower think it was you, okay? (laughs) Uh, One thing I took from that years ago um, in that uncomfortable situation is now I don't go alone because we're better together. So unless I'm extremely comfortable with where I'm going and where I'm headed, I go with somebody because I don't want to be in that predicament. I don't want to feel like I'm walking into a place and I feel this yucky feeling. Nobody likes that, right? And that's one of our mottos here is we- at Westside is we are better. We really are. And so um, we, all in, we all in essence want to fit in right? Would you agree with that this morning? We want to fit in. We want to feel included. We want to feel part of something. Um, I've heard of people even amongst ourselves that sometimes like, well, they have this group and they have this group and I just don't fit in and I just don't have a place because we all desire to fit in. We don't desire to be like, I want to be the misfit. I want to be the one with the square wheels. I want to be the one that doesn't float. We all desire to be a part of something and to fit in. But when we look at not just a superficial Christmas story, when we look at the biblical Christmas story, we see a bunch of misfits. When you look at Mary and you look at Joseph, they were different. They were very misunderstood. They didn't fit in with everyone. And once Mary became pregnant with Jesus, it set her and Joseph apart. They were not accepted the same in society, the society that they lived in. I can only imagine how Mary must have felt once everybody found out she was pregnant. I can only imagine how Joseph felt when the pressure was, get rid of her, stone her. And what if they had just wanted to fit in? How would the story look different? Not only can we say Mary and Joseph were misfits, they didn't fit in, they were different. I believe that's why they were chosen, because God knew they could handle it. But I want to dig a little deeper today into um, another set of misfits. Would you turn with me to Luke chapter 2? We're going to go to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to go to verse 8. And we're going to dig in just a little bit this morning on these guys. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. 
Then the angel, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the sayings which was told them according uh, concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. Bless you. The shepherds. We need to understand that they were misfits. They were, not a, they were not in a prestigious position. They did not fit in. They were considered nomadic lowlifes. They were disliked and distrusted in general. They lived outside. They were in constant motion. They didn't get to put roots down and everybody get to find out how wonderful they were. In fact, when they knew that different groups of shepherds were coming through, they would let the word be known so everybody could lock up their stuff because they were known to be thieves. They smelled of animal. They were considered ceremonial dirty. They were amongst the lowest in the courts, and they could not be a witness there were two groups of people who could not be a witness in the court. It was the women and the shepherds. They had a reputation of being dishonest, unreliable, a reputation for stealing. They lived a lonely life, the shepherds. Yet the gospel is accessible to the misfit. They were the very first to see Jesus. You see... How many of you know when, like the first person for certain things is really special? Like when you have an announcement that you want to give to tell somebody like you just got engaged or you're having a baby or you got a new job or your prayer has been answered, you've been healed. There's one person that you want to tell above all the other people. It's special. There was one group of people that God wanted to know, to see Jesus above all the others, and it was the misfits. It was the shepherds. It was a statement he was making. The first that God chose was the last that the world would have chose. It was the least among 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 8, 1, 26 and verse 8 says it like this. 
For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. God will choose the least. God will choose you with all your imperfections. He chose the shepherds as a statement in our story here of the birth of Jesus. He chose the shepherds to be the first to see God incarnate. God is, was accessible to them, and God is accessible to you. They may have been misunderstood to man, but not to God. They may not have fit in, but God had a purpose and a plan for them. If we look at shepherds in general in the Bible, sometimes I think we look at it as prestigious. Because how many of you know David was a shepherd? Boy, oh, David, he was a shepherd. Boy, he was this great, mighty man of God. But do you remember where he began? We see how he was misunderstood as a shepherd boy. So much misunderstood that when Samuel the prophet came to his home, when he came to Jesse, his dad, looking for all his sons who would be eligible to be the next king. He didn't have David come forward. He didn't mention David, the lowly shepherd boy in the field. Samuel had to say to him, do you have another son? You see, he was being discredited because of his lowly position, but Samuel wouldn't leave until David got there, and David was the chosen one. Sometimes others can discredit you because they don't see the beauty of the difference that's in you, but God sees you. He's got your number. He created you the way he created you with some of your oddities and uniqueness that others don't get. He created you that way. And he created you with a purpose and a plan. You see, David was looked at as, eh, he's the nobody out there. He didn't quite fit in. He wasn't suitable to be the king. Why would I even consider him? Sometimes even our own family misunderstand who we are. But God saw him and called him out. And there's something else beautiful about God calling David out from that field as a shepherd you see, because of David's position as a shepherd, he understood the value of a shepherd. If we go to Psalm 23 and we read it, we see that he understood the role of a shepherd and valued who God was as the great shepherd. Some of you understand the value in things that others don't because of who you are. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, David could say that with such passion because he was a shepherd. He understood what it was to be a misfit. You see, Jesus became a misfit in society. People didn't understand him. He didn't fit in in his own community. He didn't fit in in the synagogue. He was odd to them. And David understood who God was the great shepherd, because he understood the role of a shepherd. And he could write this with passion. Did you know that the Dead Sea Scrolls, the oldest manuscripts of the Old Testament, proving that Christian God predates other religions, was found between 1946, the first, through 1956. Do you know who the original one who found those was? A 15-year-old shepherd boy. A 15-year-old shepherd boy of modern times found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Not an archaeologist, not the one who fit the bill, not the one who you would think would find it, but the misfit. Not the expected, but the one who was unexpected. He wasn't Jesus, not the expected king. He was the unexpected king. He didn't come riding in on a stallion. He come riding in on a donkey. It just didn't fit. I love in Luke, I don't think I gave this one to you, Eric, but it's Luke chapter 12. I'm going to turn back there. Luke chapter 12 and verse 31 and 32. I love how Jesus, um, see, when you carry a real Bible with you, it takes a little longer. <laughs> Luke chapter 12, 31 and 32. It says, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I love that little flock because he is speaking to us as the great shepherd, saying to us we are his little flock. And prior to that, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things that you desire and all these other things you're concerned about and all these other things that you don't know how they're going to work out or how it's all going to happen, all these other things shall be added unto you. He's got you. Why? Because you're his flock and he is the great shepherd. You may not feel like everyone else this morning. You may not look like everyone else. You may feel misunderstood by others, and you may very well just be a misfit. But you belong to the great shepherd. And he will pick you up, 
and he will carry you, and he will lead you, he will restore you, he will comfort you. And this morning, we're going to read together, if they'll put back Psalm 23, we're going to read that together. Because I really, and the worship team can go ahead and make their way back. My message is simple, small this morning. But I really feel like as we read this, we can understand that there is a place for you in the gospel message. There is a place for you in the Christmas story. Because as I was reflecting of all the characters from Mary to Joseph to the shepherds to Jesus himself, I realized that none of them quite fit what society looked like. And I want to encourage you today to be the misfit. I want to encourage you today that you're not supposed to look like the world. That you're not supposed to fit in with everybody else. We are called to be what God created us to be. And each of you were formed beautifully and wonderfully. The Bible says fearfully formed in your mother's womb. And you were born just like Mary and Joseph were born for such a time as that to give birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You were born for such a time as this to give birth to whatever calling God has placed in your life. And he wants to use you. And he wants to bless you. And there'll be rooms you walk in that you'll be like me and that story that I shared with you that you just want to run from. Places you may go from and you may cry in, in, in your quiet space. But don't allow the enemy to tell you you're less than. Don't allow him to tell you you're not important. Don't allow him to speak death where God has given life. Because God has breathed life in you. And he wants you to flourish in you. You know, you hear people say, you be you, boo. God wants you to be you, boo. And it may be this doll without a nose, or it might be this spotted elephant, or it might be a jack-in-the-box named Charlie, or a plane that doesn't fly, and Rudolph the red nose, I don't know. It's okay. Can I tell you this morning, it's okay. It's not a surprise to God. The only, thing, the only time it's not okay is when it's contrary to the word of God. If you're trying to be something that doesn't line up with the word of God, get yourself together. But it's okay. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Can you just stand to your feet this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Something else beautiful about these shepherds is that God chose them to be the very first preachers of the newborn king. You see, in the text that I read in Luke, it tells you how they went out and they shared the good news of what had happened. The misfits became the first preachers. I loved that they went out and they shared the good news. That Christ had been born and they saw it with their very own eyes. The least among them were the first. Doesn't the Bible say that the shall be last and the last shall be first. Don't discredit yourself. Fulfill the calling with all your imperfections. Rise up and preach. Rise up and preach. See, that sounds scary because you're like, I'm not a preacher. I don't want your job. But you are called to share the good news. That makes you a preacher. up and stop telling yourself you're not good enough, you don't know all the words, you don't know all the scriptures, you don't know all the things. Rise up and begin to preach. Begin to preach the good news. And sometimes before we can do that, we got to get ourselves out of the way. So this morning, I really felt like the Lord just wanted you to realize it's okay you're a misfit. It's okay you don't fit in. It's okay you don't look like whoever. It's okay you don't sound like whoever. You might look at people on social media and we we base ourselves off of, oh, I can't talk like them. I don't look like them. I don't have that house. I don't have those kids. I don't have that husband. I don't have this, that. I don't fit in. You pick, you fit perfectly because God made you. Rise up in who you are. Another little phrase that comes to my head is rock what you got. Because <laughs> he gave it to you. And preach. Preach. Preach on your job. Preach in your family. Preach in the neighborhood. Preach in the store. Preach. Preach the good news. Because the good news is that Jesus came. And he lived out his life. And he showed us a great example of how to live. How to live as a misfit amongst where you don't fit in. He showed us what to do. How to treat when others are mean. He shows love. He set an example. He gave us that great example. And we get to preach about it. We get to tell people about it. Not only how he lived and walked, but how he died, how he sacrificed, how he became the sacrifice. And he did it for you and I, for our salvation. We get to preach that. And then we get to preach about the goodness of God in our life and how our lives are different because we accepted Jesus. 
how we're different because of what he's done for us. And then we get to preach through our testimonies of things he's done, whether he gave you deals in the store, whether he healed you, or whether he renewed relationships. We get to preach it. And as you share that, you know what makes it become the gospel message is because without God, it couldn't have happened. Without him, I can take no credit. It's because of Jesus that my relationships are stored. It's because of Jesus that I'm healed. It's because of Jesus that I can stand. It's because of Jesus. 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 The misfit baby. Where he was born wasn't right. But because of him. See, that place where he was born didn't fit in. That's what made it so great to be able to tell the shepherds, look, no baby's ever born in a stable, but you're going to find them there. What? Yeah, there won't be another because that isn't what happens. That was a miracle. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.